Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Let's put on the show. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. This After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hello and welcome to episode one of This After Dark. I'm Paul. And I'm Nick. And we're your hosts for the next however long we ramble on for until we get bored pretty much absolutely welcome aboard nick oh thank you very much for having me well i guess in a disney theme what we're trying to do with this podcast is two blokes down a pub talking disney and florida and orlando and all that rubbish that's pretty much the size of it yep so in true pub fashion in front of me hang on a minute that was a bottle of santo mare french wine brought back from duty free on the way back from Disneyland Paris. That's as close as I can get to a Disney beer. <laughs> um, well, I'm opening mine now. And mine is a Coors Light. Oh, very nice. And it is an American beer representing Florida. I don't blame... That's the most tenuous link I can have. Absolutely. We'll see how much how much more tenuous we can get over the upcoming episodes. Uh, we'll manage it, I'm sure. I'm actually really looking forward to the Mexico evening. <laughs> yes. Bring it on. Absolutely. So, hopefully, what we're going to plan on giving you is a, uh, a frank and honest opinion on uh, some of the latest news coming out of Disney, the Orlando theme parks as well. Yep. Um, we know that most Disney fans who listen to this, at some point in their life, are planning on going to Disney World. So, yeah. Or, you know, maybe a few of them have even been. So, it'll be nice to cover the other parks yeah, a little bit, you know, all that sort of bullshit. Just to, just to you know, make sure that everyone listening can follow what we're talking about, I think is probably the, uh, the reason for that, really. Yeah, why not? Why ever not? <laughs> make you feel appreciated. Absolutely. Um, are we going to do anything different from other podcasts? We, we might read the news. Um, we might give a few hints and tips. Might say shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> say that more. Yeah, I wrote... Like I say, complete bullshit, most of it anyway. So there we go. Right. So that's given you an idea of uh, what we're going to be doing. We're going to ramble on and maybe edit it, maybe not. Hey, we'll see what you feel like. Yeah. But, uh, Never bothered. Yeah. But uh, shall we get on with the show? Certainly. A view of the news with this after dark. There we go. That's voiceover man and his view very on the news. good voiceover man, by the way. Ah, he's a professional. He's a mm. very professional voiceover man. So what's the first item on the news, Nick? Well, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about this week is uh, Sources of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, for uh-huh. those that don't know uh, or have not heard of Sources of the Magic Kingdom, it's a new interactive game that uh, guests will soon be able to start playing in Walt Disney World. And uh, it's... Um, People are saying it's it's fairly reminiscent of the um, Kim Possible uh, Epcot showcase um, interactive game thing they they had there with the little uh, mobile phone 
devices. Uh, have you ever done that, Paul? The uh, the Kim Possible thing? No, I mean the last time, well, the first time we went out there and it was Ooh. there was a few years ago on a honeymoon, and really we weren't that interested. No, I, mean, I, I even at that time I was wandering around with a first generation sort of smartphone in the pocket, being a techie, geeky nerd that I am, nice. uh, and and being given a nineteen eighties plastic flip open <laughs> thingy was like. Oh, well, 8-bit colour. Fantastic. Um, what do I do? I wave it in Windows. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure the, the, the Sorcerer's thing is going to be great fun. Um, I have heard some rumours that it can be a little bit noisy and intrusive, but I think they've got to sort of fine-tune the audio and point the speaker. Yeah, yeah that's the same with anything like that. You know, when, yeah. when something first starts off, um, and yes, it is at the moment still in a testing phase. People that are, give, are trialling it out are literally doing that and i'm being asked to give feedback afterwards so you know lots of um lots of room for scope there to uh to change things but um i, I don't know I, I, I mean i've personally not done the kim possible thing either no. um i've seen people go about doing it and, and like you say like the the last time i was at disney world which was um 2010 october 2010 it was there um but we just didn't have the urge to do it i think it was just it just seemed too kiddified with the, the mobile phone and everything like that. I don't know if this is going to be the same kind of thing or if it's going to be more um, adult-friendly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not really sure because I'm ever so slightly cynical in, in my mm. advanced years. Really? But I think, yeah, for a Disney fan, alarmingly cynical, I feel, but you never know. But I think the, the whole, it requires an awful lot of imagination to get away with you cast mm. spells. Well, no, you don't. You hold a card up. <laughs> you hold a card in front of a camera. That's not spells. That's fucking Pokemon. That, yes, yes. That that hits the nail on the head. Uh, that is. It's not, a glorified Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. In, in this day and age of the Connect, even with Disney Disneyland Adventures, yeah. you can get away with having some sort of motion tracking. So not only do you have to have a particular card in your hand, why doesn't your hand have to be in a certain position or mm. make a certain gesture? And there, an interactive moving body spell. Or even, you know, they've, they've been on Dragon's Den before, the old Chimera remote control wands. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why yeah. well, can't you buy one of those? It's infrared. You pay a little yeah. price or you, you rent it out and you wave it in a certain pattern and you point it at the screen. You've cast a spell with a wand. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what Disney films have we had featuring Sorcerer? Obviously, there is, you know, again, the cynic comes out, there is a certain degree of Harry Potter envy. Coming on. Oh, we, we need sorcerers. We need wizards. Boy, we've, we've done Fantasyland. We, we, it was a bit girly and princess, so we tried to buoy it up by yep. putting two Dumbos next to each other. And <laughs> can, can we talk about that in a second? Yeah, sure. That's going to wind me up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they've tried to buoy it up. It hasn't, I, in my personal opinion, hasn't particularly become buoyified, but they've then gone sorcerers. It's like, well, I'm trying to think, okay, Disney movies featuring magicians and sorcerers. Sword in the Stone, Merlin, he plays a big role in this. Yep. Um, Jafar was, I guess, a bad wizard of some sort of <laughs> vizier, or whatever they want to call him. Yeah, you could argue that, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what the various witches that cast spells on Snow White and people like that. Have been Paul, come on, you've missed the, you missed the two obvious things already. If you're going to say Nick Cage in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, you can fuck off. Yeah, but come on! <laughs> That is the obvious answer right there. It's a Disney film. Yeah, yes, you're right. it's shit. But it's a Disney film Featuring about sorcerers. Yeah. And the fact that it's flopped, I, I, I still like the fact that, you know what, that's probably happening in a meeting somewhere that someone's gone, 
yeah, that that uh, that Source of Apprentice, you know, was obviously bankruptcy really well, but it's uh, it's kind of um, flopped about a bit. So uh, yeah. what have we got lined up for the parts? Oh, this new Sorceress thing. Oh, oh just just shit. let's go for it. That's it. Honestly, like they, they just don't think of. Oh, imagine, oh. Just just imagine that you take you've got your little six year old kid. He takes his Pokemon card out. He waves it at the screen, and Thumper comes on and kicks someone in the nuts. And then he pulls out his another one, and I don't know, Bambi comes on and headbutts someone. And then he gets out another card and he waves it, and Nicolas Cage comes on, selling Batman comics or something. That that does seem to be what he. Oh, trying to convince people he's not a vampire. Yeah, from two hundred years ago. Absolutely. Which I, I love. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fun to play, but I, I I'll reserve judgment until I've actually played it. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you. You know, there's a chance it could be good. Uh, what I've seen of it so far hasn't exactly made me want to uh, book my tickets to uh, to fly out over there. Um, not the I, like you know I love Disney and you know I don't need much excuse to do that, but you know it's not one of those things I think I need to see now. You know. The, the, yeah. I, the closest I've ever done something like that is when um, Disneyland California were doing Tron Nights. And I, I was yeah. like, I need to be there. Yeah, and gotta do couldn't, that. couldn't justify doing it. And now they replace it with fucking Mad Hatter's Tea Party. But that's, <laughs> no, that's another round for another day. But, um, At least it's Tim Burton's Mad Hatter's Tea Party, which is kind of one up the scale from. Yeah, no, I'm with you on, on that. A, I mean, a, a lot more, a lot more fun. I mean, I, I'm. Oh, I this is already we're into like show one, and already I know that when my wife listens to this, my head's coming off because <laughs> you know I, I'm almost going to slag off the, the cartoon now, which is one of her, her favourite Disney films. But yeah, I mean Johnny Depp's Mad Hatter, something to behold. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with it. But I, I think the whole thing is I waited for so long to have something to do with Tron at a Disney Park. Before I've even got a chance to fly it and see it, it's gone. Well, I'm guessing, did you even get to go round on the Tron rail? You know what? Every time I tried to get on one of those fucking monorails, no Tron. Always yeah. saw it. Always saw it. And so I've got some nice pictures of it, and I've got a nice die-cast replica of it sitting above me, but no, didn't get to go on the Tron rail. Nah. I think... I can't even remember if it was i think we went out the day after it just stopped so uh, and they'd stripped off the paint off the side and whatever yeah. so there we go fantastic right item number two not a slow news week at all we just thought we'd cover different articles <laughs> of news than other people the yes. beard ban at disney is no more oh, after six after 60 years cast members can finally grow beards I still can't have tattoos or piercings, so no one's allowed that looks like they've fallen downstairs and landed in a fishing tackle box. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. I've got a few tattoos down the one side. Nothing wrong with that. No, damn right. But with a beard, yeah, it's got to be under six millimetres long. <laughs> it's written, enshrined in their policy. We're allowing you beards, but it's got to be under six millimetres long. So, I don't know, Alfie Bow, for example... He could get a job still working at Disney World. Brian Blessed, out of luck. Which would be a shame, because I think that would be great. Would you really like to be guided on to Splash Mountain by Brian Blessed? I was thinking monorail. Oh, 
Oh, touch of genius. Please, I glare the doll. Por favor, Montaigne's Alejandro de la Puertas. <laughs> that, was a, that was rubbish. What was I thinking no, of? That was... <laughs> it gets the point across. Yeah, just Missing shouting. Shout, shout, and shout some more. <laughs> that would be absolute genius. But I've now got this vision of the bloke who stands next to the time clock in the morning, clocking the workers on and clocking them off in the evening, with a small measuring stick, a bit like a tyre depth gauge. Well, I was thinking more like when you, when you said that, because um, I, I saw the story. Um, I'm a man of, of uh, facial hair. Um, well, I've recently gone from full face to uh, pencil-thin moustache. Oh, very nice. In honour of the, uh, the artist, and a little tufty bit under the, the lip. Well, but, think, um, in, in order of the artist formerly known as Prince, we get in here because that, that. No, no, the, the film, the artist. Oh, fine, fine. Uh, look as good as the artist formerly known as Prince. Oh, right. <laughs> he, uh, I don't um, know. Has he got a pencil thin mustache? Because I, I was thinking of Jimmy Buffett, who did a song called Pencil Thin Mustache. You know, I'd never even heard of that song until like, I was googling pictures of pencil thin mustache. So I was like, <laughs> why does he keep saying lyrics? Yeah. Bless him. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> all I can imagine when she was talking about this and saying about the the. Um, the measurement of the beard is, um, you know, the, the things you get in front of the attractions saying you've got to be this tall to ride. Those <laughs> kind of like horizontal. Yeah, your beard must be this long to work yeah. here. Yeah, and if they, if the beard, if they sell the line and the beard touches like the marker, then yeah. that's it. They've got to shave it. Oh, dear. The, the fact but, someone's actually got to do that, that's mental. Yeah. And I, they, they must employ someone to do that. There must be someone doing I, that. I, I've, I've just got the traditional tyre depth gauge that the police use to see whether your tyres are bald or not. Yep. What does this do? This checks whether you're classified as chin bald or not. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, occasionally I get lazy and just grow a bit of a beard, but it is out of complete laziness. Last time I went for a full one was, uh, I had a Hulk Hogan for November. Oh, beautiful. Uh, and then because it was getting cold in the winter, I extended it into beard Sember. <laughs> I didn't do it for charity because there isn't such a thing, but I thought I might start one. No. One of the That's guys, that work, one of the guys at work, decided that before Movember he would actually have Choptober. Choptober. So, a... so we had between October and December in the office, we had a veritable array of facial hair. Facial hair. None of which would probably meet Disney standards. No. Well, saying that though, because um, one thing that came out of reading um, some of the articles about about this thing yes there is more than one people if you want to go and look it up um is the fact that since 2000 um they lifted the ban on mustaches so it's not it wasn't a complete ban on facial hair <laughs> and, and so that and then when i heard that that to me was even more bizarre that yeah. oh you can't have a, you can't have a goatee beard or you, you know you can't have a beard that's that's too scruffy but yeah go for the mustache does that mean they meet specific Movember regulations as well. For any for any blokes who have ever done that, you'll know what I mean, but for women who are wondering what the heck we're talking about, That's Movember's a charity thing where men grow moustaches. Women can join him. They're more than... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know a few that probably could. Yes, there you go. Um, that, that, they, haven't speci- talk about, they haven't actually specified that in the rules. I don't know if they've actually said women can grow beards. And given, have, given the I've age seen. group of some... Cast members, cough. Yeah. Am I? Oh, yeah, bollocks to it. It's 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 a it's said. It, if it was the fact that they've lifted this ban on facial hair completely, that'd be you know one thing, and 
rejoice. Yeah. But the fact that they technically for the last 11 years, 12 years now, would have been able to have actually grown um, some facial hair it's just just bizarre. I just don't. I don't get it. I, I, did they, they know? Did, yeah. Did they have rules uh, when a mustache stops being a mustache and becomes a beard, or it can't join at the sides? Yeah, like Fu Manchu. Yeah. Or it's only to grow a Fu Manchu. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the I don't know the the Magnum is perfectly acceptable. Yes. The, the Hogan is unacceptable. Possibly. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They must have had a chart on the wall as well. <laughs> beards of the world. Yeah, it's just Be- different beards. beards. Beards and mows of the world. This is not allowed. The I will ma- say this. Actually, thinking about this a bit more, because there's going to be some logic behind this. There's, there must be. There must be some logic. All I can think of, and it's not. It's not a Disney property, but but so it's a bit tenuous. Bear with me. The Simpsons. Yeah. No one really has a beard. Like I think Homer's supposed to have a beard, but. Just looks like his lips or whatever, but Ned Flanders' moustache. Yeah, true. true. And you know he was he was seen as the uh, you know the good the good Christian, um, you know the one that everyone should have looked up to instead of the, the characters in the Simpsons that everyone looks up to instead. Um, so maybe that was it. Maybe they saw a wholesome person and thought, ah, moustaches must mean wholesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Got to be I, 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 that. Must must be right. Like that. Although perhaps I don't know dwarf equality. From the Seven Dwarfs, <laughs> pointed out that for the last sixty years, um, at least three of the Seven Dwarfs have had beards. That is true. That is true. Uh, and they haven't escorted them out of the park. I'm, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You can only meet Snow White and the Four Dwarfs today. The other three aren't allowed to come into work. <laughs> They've been stopped. Uh, their beards are over six work. millimeters long. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! And we've degenerated. Right. What's <laughs> next on the mu- on the uh, agenda? Well, hold on to your hats, people. If you don't know, know already, uh, the cruise line is heading back to Europe. And to be honest, we're so behind the times here and out of date with this recording, they probably do know already. <laughs> do know? They've probably booked. Yeah. They've probably booked their places. It's, uh, it, 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 it tends to go a bit mental when, um, when people uh, talk about the cruise and, um, you know, can't wait. As soon as, like, it, it, gets, uh, it gets released so you can buy your, your spots on the boat, that's it. People go for it. Um, I've I've not been on a Disney cruise. Um, I don't have a thing against cruise ships, except for obviously that thing that happened in Italy the other week, which um, you know isn't obviously the best thing to happen. Um, yeah, I'm sure it won't stop people going, but I don't know. I, I've seen I've seen some of the prices that um, these cruises are going to cost, and uh, you're looking at the same cost of like a trip to Florida for yeah. a family. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I don't, I think if I had the choice of going to sunny Orlando for two weeks um, with Disney World and your water parks and your studios and Epcot and your you Sea World and Universal and the food and shows and, and everything that's out there for the same price of going on a, on a seven night cruise yeah. around the Mediterranean, fuck it, I'm yeah. not doing that. No, I, I can see the point. I mean, I've I've not been on anything the size of the the Disney boats, mm. um, but uh, I have had a couple of three day, well, not really work jollies. There were conferences on board a boat, and we sailed from Southampton to Guernsey and back again over the course of three days, never actually getting off the boat on, <laughs> on a couple of P and O boats. Um, it's surprising how much is drunk on those 
<laughs> those jollies. Yes. Um, so I don't really remember much, but I remember pulling up, parking in the Southampton Docks car park, looking up at the boat and thinking, Jesus H Christ, that is fucking enormous. Mm. And after three days on a boat of not actually being able to get off, it's like a reverse TARDIS. <laughs> It's, it's, it's a negative TARDIS. You look at it from the outside, and it is enormous. Three days on the fucking boat, and the walls were closing in. Yeah. I was stir-crazy. Yeah. I and, and, and I even had a window on the side. Which, <laughs> yeah, it's a good if you didn't. I guess they do a lot of things. So even if you are inside the boat, you get the magic portholes, you know, and occasionally Nemo goes past, and Ariel swims past, and... That sort of thing. So um, there's a lot more to do. They're bigger boats. Uh, at some point in the future, I have to admit, I do want to do one. I'd like to take my girls, uh, let them play on the ship, give them give them an idea of what a ship is. Mm. Take them. It might be a bit better, I'd imagine, if you can actually go somewhere and get off the boat, uh, have a day trip somewhere, get back on the yeah. boat. At that point, it's like a floating hotel mm. that you only go back to to swim. And sleep, yeah, um, and maybe get something to eat. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm not sure I could do four days at sea or something like that. No. <sighs> I mean, I, I'm, I, I mean, I, I'm not totally against the idea. I, you know, I've seen what you can get on some of these cruise ships. I'm not sure um, what the the one that we're getting back here is. Uh, what is it? A wonder? I think it is. I've got, oh, I've got it's some magic, isn't it? Isn't it the magic coming back? Because I thought the headline was... Oh, the magic, bringing... magic and wonder. Is it? Oh. Yeah. what it says. That's, that can't be right. There's going to be... I'm, I must be reading like some dodgy article. Even out of the beers kicking in. Yeah. 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 But, um, oh, no, Disney Magic to Europe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, bringing uh, the I, magic back or whatever. That's right. Yeah, so I don't know why. It, it must be the, the one... Because they've announced a wonder at the same time. So it must be that. Yeah. But that's obviously doing the, um, yeah. the American... It, it, it kind of followed the, the... I don't know. The last time I saw anything like it, Universal did it when they were doing something with a, a news release it's like oh here's a clue here's a photo oh we're releasing photos you know some, <laughs> yeah. some someone very cleverly did a bit of research and we saw it on you know on, on disney brit's website when i first saw it and or mm. on a tweet on some twitter feed i saw it and it was like we've done research there is a ship bearing the i don't know the ship identification number or whatever that's right yeah of of the same number as the Disney Magic, and it's booked into Madeira. Um, and it's like, okay. At that point, there was like, oh yeah, here, have some photos. Have some. I don't want fucking photos. Just tell me where the shit you are going. Yeah. Okay. Just, yep. just, just release it. Yeah. Don't. Ooh, here's a clue. Here's a clue. Oh, just teasing. Just teasing. Oh, get on with it. Get on with it. Just, just, just let me know. Just tell me where you're going, for God's sake. Yep. Um, at some point, I'm definitely going to go on one. Um, a lot of people give a lot of good responses to it, and you know the food is meant to be spectacular. But again, I'll I'll, I'll be with you if I've got the money, and I get a yeah. choice of going to Disney World, Orlando, or going on a boat for eleven nights. Yeah, I'm yeah sorry, land yeah, just, land wins. Yeah, on the only thing on that, and, and maybe that's that is part of the problem is the fact that um, when you can get the um, the cruise in. Um, is it? Does it leave Miami and it goes around the Bahamas? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, you can have that tacked on to your your Disney World trip, 
And when you look at that, I mean, they're normally it's only like um, a small cruise anyway. I think it's about um, I think it's, I think you have uh, three, four, five nights or something. So it's not a particularly long cruise, but you you do see like Bahamas and everything that's like that. But the cost of that, I think, um, a four night trip on that is about about six seven hundred dollars. Mm. You know, and if that was the same, you know, if you could go on that that length of cruise here for, you know, about four or five hundred pounds, then I think, yeah, you know what, I'd take a punt on that. I'm, but... I'm trying to think where four days would take you. <laughs> what around board, Europe? Board, or... board, at, board at Southampton, you'd probably end up round the coast of Spain. That's about it. Well, I, I, looking at the, because um, I've got the the itinerary here, and um, it seems to start in Barcelona. So I'm guessing you'd you'd fly from Southampton or something. Yeah, start there. Born, Bournemouth, Gatwick, wherever. Yeah, yeah, and and like um, the five day one, you start in Barcelona, um, hit uh, Monte Carlo, Cannes, Nice in France. Uh, day three, you're at sea completely, so you obviously see nothing at all uh, except water. Be like that film. Yeah, you, you do. You do get to play around in the boat and look at the pictures and do that. Mid, is, is the midship detective agency or some? Yeah, but I don't. Again, I don't know if that's like because I think this Disney ship is a bit older than the other two, so I don't mm. know if it's got all the the fabulous features that the, the Wonder has. No, and, the dream. And, the, and, and it hasn't got the water slide, has it? No, 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 definitely hasn't got the water slide. So I mean, you know, that that's already like a minus thing, but. but, but... Uh, at that point, at that point, you are quite glad that it's not off the coast of Southampton and is actually down in Barcelona and around the Med. Because you all, <laughs> yeah. well, right, I'm I'm in a glass tube out over the side of a ship in the Solent. <laughs> With your apologies to anyone who lives in Hampshire and goes both. Of course, of course, we don't mean to offend you. But, um, yeah, yeah, we fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, my dad won't fly. So to this, and the reason I I only went to Orlando when I was um, in my early twenties ish was because um, me and my now wife decided to go and um, they, they'd never taken when I was a kid so I went to Disneyland Paris never went to America and my dad really desperate to go but he won't get on a plane but he, he's more than he's like you know I'm definitely going to go on a QT one day and I'm going to you know go to New York and spend some time in America and that crossing takes about two weeks so can you imagine like you were saying like after a few days you was going a bit stir crazy yeah I know, it's, I know like the QT2 is like a massive boat and there's loads of things to do but if I couldn't get off I'd be bouncing off the walls. Yeah, yeah. That that. I mean, it's the fact of not being able to get off. It's knowing that you're stuck. <laughs> that, no matter how big it is, it's like if you if you're housebound, if you get some neurovirus something and you're told to be quarantined in your own house. Yeah. After a couple of days, you're going to go mad. Oh, there's only so much porn you could download. <laughs> there's only so much hard drive space you've got. Fantastic. Right, and the fourth and final article we were going to discuss today. It's about Disneyland Paris's 20th anniversary. Mm. Turning 20. Young Buck. It is. Um, and what are they doing for it? They're doing a water and lights show. Yeah. And, you're not uh, doing it justice, but you're not really selling it, Paul. You're I not really selling it. Yeah, I don't, I don't do sales. <laughs> oh, that, that's where I come. That's why I yeah, yeah, you can do the sales, but I do the... <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a light show. Um, I'm kind of... Yeah. If it's anywhere near as beautiful as World of Colour is, Mm. It will be grand, and it will be great to get out there. I just, you know, we were out there in uh, November for a few days, um, and it was undergoing an awful lot of refurbishment. I yeah. hope it's for the twentieth. Um, anyone who heard my your mouse cast trip report will know I was 
less than impressed with it in November. So I really hope they're doing an awful lot of work on it, and I believe they are, because it is going to be stunning. Yeah, I think I think it's from Guns Blazing, and, and I was um, fun enough out there for Halloween, and um, <laughs> pretty much like you, anyone that heard my report on Disney Brit, um, I wasn't very um, impressed with um, what they were doing. I didn't really talk too much about the things that were being set up, which is what they're, they're mainly concentrating on now, but that was still going on at the time as well. Uh, to be honest, I think I'm just used to every time I go to Paris, something's been done. <laughs> something's been done up. Something, something's something's got a board finished. around there. Exactly. They fucking love a board around there. They do, yeah, absolutely. It's obviously a French thing. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, there's a bit of space, stick a board on it. Plant yeah. a fucking tree. Yeah. It's mental. I mean, um, at least they've learnt the lesson and have actually like passed some information away rather than just wait till the 20th and then It go, does. Oh, it yeah. does, mate. Oh yeah, we, we, we forgot to tell you we were doing this. Well, I mean, there's a there's a lovely YouTube video that's that's going about an official Disney um, Land Paris one, which, like you say, actually reveals something for once because we're used to getting fuck all from them. Yeah. Um, and you know, as any decent um, Disney advert does, it makes it look brilliant. It makes it look like something you would actually want to go out of your way to go and see. Is, um, is that the one that also features footage from World of Colour and <laughs> isn't necessarily the box? I know there was that one doing the rounds a, a little while ago as well. I don't, so, I don't know because I, mean, I have seen videos of World of Colour and it didn't look as um, as big, which is why I thought it was something they'd been. It was like a dry run they were doing. Well, obviously not a dry run. It's, it uses water. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. The complete crap. Yeah. Um, I yeah. There we go. <laughs> Drink number two. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and that's it. I mean, the video did make it look good. It had projection mapping on the castle. I, I'm guessing Disneyland Paris, like always, is behind the times on that. I've not seen proper um, projection mapping used on uh, a castle in Disneyland or Disneyland uh, Paris, yeah, or Disney World, but I'm guessing that they're probably doing that at one park somewhere in the world already. Yeah. Um, and it does look very impressive. Um, I mean, digital mapping's, you know, done in the in the right way. Um, the effects can be stunning, and you know, they're going to go all out on this. It is their 20th anniversary. I know, and, they're, I know yeah, they're doing it on the, the the castle in Walt Disney World in Magic Kingdom. Right. Yeah. At, at a, as a, a sort of a pre-wishes show, it's, so got, it, it's got a posh name, and I really can't remember it. No, but I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, they've taken that side of things from Disney World, they've taken, you know, so it's based on World of Colour from, from California, that's, yeah. you know, to be honest, that, I don't, that's good, that sounds good to me, because it's always lacking, I hate the fact that when I go to Disneyland Paris, if I'm there at the wrong time of year, there are no fireworks. Yeah. It's, you and, know, and the wrong time of year is just about every day between Monday and Friday. Yeah, yeah, and the fact as well that some parts of the year, like, you're out of the park by seven o'clock. Yeah. Six o'clock, it's mental. Well, no yeah. wonder people don't like going to Disneyland Paris. I mean, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty good, and the fact it's near is good, and it gives you a, a bit of a quick Disney fix, but, oh, so many things yeah. wrong. But I, I, just before Christmas, I, I got a book about um, Disneyland Paris when it first opened, Euro Disney, of course. And, um, I mean, I went the year it opened. Uh, I went about two months after it opened, so, uh, you know, everything was still fresh and new and, and lovely and everything like that. And, Reading this book, it is scary how close it came to um, going bust. It really, so the fact that it's made it to now, um, you know, is a testament. Especially as you know, there's still 
you know, a fair few things that are wrong with the park. Yep. You know, unfortunately, that, that's um, it's not a statement I like to make, but it's it's a true one. There's a lot of things I need to do there. Fantastic. I, I, I agree. It, it's taking a lot of work. It's going to need quite a bit of love, and it's getting it at the moment, which is nice to see. Mm. And I'm looking forward to making my way out there this year. And yep. no, no doubt I will, despite all my grumbling and mumbling and cynicism. I I'm, think I'm, I have to, you know, I, to be honest, there's two, you know, you've got Disneyland Paris 2020, and I've, you know, got the Olympics uh, on our doorstep in London, and I know which one I'm more excited for. Yeah, damn straight. Damn Sorry. straight. Fantastic. Anyway, that's just about covered the news. Should we move on? Yep. Should we cover some question of the day? Yeah, bring I'll it on. I'll tell you what I mean by it. Question of the day. What's the FAQ? With this section, I thought we'd maybe get some questions that people have asked us, and eventually, when people start asking us questions via email or Twitter or Facebook or wherever, we'll cover some questions people ask. But a question that I very often get asked is, isn't Disney just for kids? I think we've proved by this podcast, really, that it isn't. <laughs> I hope uh, so. And the fact that yourself and the wife have... Uh, you've got a dog, haven't you? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Not kids, not, not kids at the moment. No, no, no. Uh, Flynn, Flynn, Flynn doesn't come with you to Disney World. I, I, you know what? I'd imagine he'd love to. I mean, he's he's only a puppy blessing. Um, he's named after um, a Disney character. And let me point out, when I called him Flynn, it wasn't because of Tangled. It was definitely because of Tron. <laughs> so that, that's not to take away. Tangled is one of the, the, the better modern films, in my opinion. But hey, um, but no, he's definitely named after Tron. And um, yeah, I'm sure he'd love it. But um, yeah, until they uh, lift the restriction on, uh, you know, they've only just let us take like wet beards and uh, working with Disney. So, um, you know, yeah. while before they let dogs yeah. in, I imagine. Yeah, I, as long as, if he's short haired, it's under six millimetre, you should be all right. Uh, actually, at the moment, because he is a puppy, he's very short, so maybe he's just scraping. <laughs> so, a bearded collie. Never get in, never get in. Anyway, no, isn't Disney just for kids? Um, I usually answer that one with, yeah, absolutely. If I'm talking to a couple that haven't got kids and they're thinking of going and they're asking me, I usually answer, yeah, absolutely, just for kids. Don't ever go on your own as a grown adult. Um, the reason I tell them that is because the less people that are there, the quicker the queues go and the more rides I can get on. Yep. But in all honesty, no, nah, there's plenty to do for adults. Mm. Absolutely plenty. There are places to drink, dance. There used to be a place to dance in Disneyland Paris, but that was Hurricanes. I never, ever actually went there. To be honest, I don't think anyone ever actually went there, which is why it's, it's, it's just an empty building. Because yeah. <laughs> I know every time um, from the age I was old enough to um, legally, uh, and you know, you don't want to get deported from, from France, but from the age I was legally allowed to go in there, uh, I never once had the urge to go. So, um, you know, that, that must explain a lot. Maybe yeah. some crappy French music they play, I don't know. Yeah. Um, when you went out to Walt Disney World, did you ever make Ooh. it to... Pleasure Island, was was that open? Pleasure Island, the first time we went was in 2007. first time we went together was 2007. So um, we was at the idle age for, for that kind of thing, um, early 20s. And to be honest, we just we had fun going around Pleasure Island. But none of it really... I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what the clubs were. No. So there's a place called the Adventurers Club. That, yeah. to me, screams Kids Club. Yeah. And by that, I mean, like, 
you know, your, your butlins or you, you know, your, your, your caravan park, kids club, you know, yeah. two hours. Put the kids, kids, put the kids in there. Well, yeah, without actually eight, knowing what it was. So, and yeah. yeah. And that's it. So without knowing what the Adventures Club was, I had absolutely no interest. And, you know, people obviously have a lot of fun memories about it. And I wish I'd, I'd gone for the experience. Um, but, but never did. And, um, yeah, I mean, there is, there is quite a lot of things. There's, there's live, even now, because we went last, um, went in 2010, just after it all closed down. And, um, you know, there was live music and obviously there's, there's places to eat outside and, um, you know, you had, uh, people doing magic shows outside and, yeah. you know, you've got cigar bars in downtown Disney and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and stuff like that around Pleasure Island. So, um, you know that part of it passed by, and that's a shame. But I mean, that especially, yeah, it, it is an adult thing. Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're not even staying on site, I suppose you've got city walk with bars, clubs, things yeah. to do in the evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you're not and always going to be completely knackered after a day in the park. No, that's it. And I, 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 I the only thing that, that annoys me about the fact that they've they've closed it down and decided to do something with it and in typical Disney fashion then decide they're not going to do that after and just leave it a mess mm. is the fact that, you know, it was, as you say, it was something that people that weren't staying on property, in fact, weren't even going to Disney World or passes that had run out or whatever because, you know, people generally don't have passes for the entire time they're there, yeah. were still able to access. And yeah. it was always busy. And it was busy last year, um, busy in 2010 when we last went. And that had none of the clubs open. It was still busy. There were still people there because there's all these places to eat, places to drink. You get your cinema. Um, you know, you've got all these things to do around there. So it always attracted a crowd. And I just don't understand why they just close all the clubs down. They must, you know, they never looked empty. There was always people queuing no. to go. Them. So I, I don't understand I, it. No. I, I think I think any Disney fan, or any grown-up adult Disney fan, when faced with the question, isn't Disney just for kids, is probably going to answer, of course it's bloody not. Mm. It's for everyone. I think, that's just, I think it's just stock answer, though, to make yourself feel better <laughs> before stock <laughs> answer on you. Yeah, because no one's going to go, actually, no, it's just for being a really childish idiot. So, yeah. But the thing is, I know, enough, I know a lot of adults, you know, when I go to work and, and um, talk to people, and they obviously know that like, I'm into this yeah. and everything like that, um, you get some people that know what you're talking about or understand why you you like that or why you, you do certain things like that. And then you get other people that just think, you're fucking mental. How old are you? You're like almost there. What, what yeah. do you mean you want to go to Disney World? Or what do you mean you know, you're doing this? And, are you going there again? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean you want to do a Disney podcast? Well, because like, well, that's, that's one of my interests. Yeah. But you're way too old for that. People, you either get it or you don't. I think that that yeah. is pure and simple. You either get it or you don't. Damn right. And if it's not for you, fuck off. Absolutely. Leave us alone. Which leads <laughs> nicely into the next one. A follow-up from the nice good question of the day is... It's time for the dumbass question of the day. Yep, it's a section we're calling dumbass question of the day because we've all seen them. Whether we've been asked them in person or whether we've seen them on forums or in Facebook groups, the stupid Disney question. So we're going to give you a stupid Disney question that we've seen at some point, and then we'll tell you why we think it's stupid. And today's dumbass question is, what's the cheapest way to get to Disneyland Paris? Mm. Now, do you agree that that's a stupid question, Nick? 
<laughs> in, today's, in today's day and age, definitely, yes. I, I'm glad you agree, because a lot of people would think, around, oh, no, that's a good question, good question. But I think it's daft, on the grounds that everyone has the internet, and if you've downloaded a podcast or you've been to a forum or a web, mm-hmm. you probably have the internet. It's very difficult to do any of those things without it. Yep. And Google is fairly ubiquitous. But also, I tend to get asked that question by people who don't actually listen to you anyway. You ever find that? Yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time. It's amazing that, as I said, now, and like you pointed out, people listening to this would have done so on the internet. The easiest way to find out any of this information is via the internet. And, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure this stuff out, really. No, I mean, that's, that's one reason for thinking it's dark. The other reason is because whoever asked it has usually spectacularly failed in actually giving any details about the question. <laughs> like, where the fucking hell they're starting from? That's usually quite important in answering a sort of travel-based question. For example, if, you're, you, know, if you ask what's the easiest way and cheapest way to get to Disneyland Paris, and you happen to be standing in, I don't know, somewhere just outside of Calais, one could answer, Oh, that was posh, wasn't it? One good answer. <laughs> you could answer, well, have you tried cycling? Nice. Cycling's fairly cheap. Yeah. Obviously, you have got the initial outlay of the bike. Oh, but if you've already got a bike. If you've already got a bike, yeah, it's fairly cheap. Mm. If you haven't got a bike and you still want to save that 100 quid for a cheap Halfords jobby, you can always try walking and hitchhiking. Mm. And that goes to anywhere... I mean, What's the cheapest way to get to Disneyland Paris? Where are you from? Just north of Glasgow. Well, okay. That's a different answer. So the cheapest way is if you're from just south of Dover. Yep. One might be cheaper to fly. One might be cheaper to drive. One might be cheaper to go on the ferry from Dover. One might be cheaper to go, I don't know, Hull, Ostend, and drive down the rest of the way. But that's driving. That's still paying for petrol. Mm. Right? I've I've heard other podcasts, and uh, they're usually quite clever when it comes to actually giving a proper realistic answer to this. But Boring. Yeah, that's not what we're about. No. Right, so here you go. I'm going to give you the uh, the situation. I am from, oh, let's pick somewhere random. I am from Cardiff. I want to know, what is the cheapest way for me to get to Disneyland Paris and spend Three nights there. Right, here we go. There's the challenge. I reckon I can do it for free. I reckon if you hitchhike from down to Dover mm. and then grease yourself up with, apparently it's goose fat, swim the channel, right. then steal a tent. Yeah. Because it's, it's going to take quite long. You're going to have to walk down Camp in every couple of nights because you know you can't walk for longer than forty-eight hours at a time. No. Get down to Paris, camp. Right. There's plenty of roundabouts, plenty of side verges. Don't have to pay for any sort of upkeep or anything like that. No. Now, obviously, we could go the proper answer here and say you've got to pay for your tickets, but can't. I, I know you mentioned off of the recording that uh, Paris has a shortage of ropes. It certainly does. Well, Disneyland Paris especially has a shortage of ropes. Yeah. Without question. They can't put any in the queues for the meet and greets. 
Dude. So they obviously haven't got any that go around the outside of the park. It's going to be just walk on, isn't it? It's going to be. Yeah. Go, around, go around the side. Yeah. yeah. Just for the record, we're not advising this. So please, Disneyland Paris, don't revoke our passports. We're not. No, we're just saying, if you're going to do it for free... Oh, right, yeah. yeah. No, no, like, if, if you wanted to do that, yeah. yeah no, that's that entirely sense. your choice. We're not advising you to at all. Okay. Um, but if you wanted to get in for free, I'm, I'm sure you just, you know, go around the side. Right? Well, I mean, I think that... I, mean, I, I think a lot of what you've said is good and makes a lot of sense, and I think it's reasonable enough. Um, I... The problem I've got with the swimming across the channel, that's the only thing I'm not too... Sure about swimming across the channel. I I do like the people that cling themselves to the bottom of vans or manage to break into vans yeah, and yeah. smuggle their way across like the, the shuttle or the ferry. Yeah, I've 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 seen it in films. Yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. Indiana Jones. That that bloke with a hat on, on the bottom of vans before now. Exactly. So yeah. all you've got to do is find uh, an old World War Two Nazi van mm. hang on the bottom. Yeah. They do to the best ones for that as well. I, so, so if you're looking for a van, um, you know, rather than just go for like the, like the biggest one or the newest one, try and go for the World War Two Nazi one. Absolutely, it, um, it right, must I'm, have some special grip, grip or, something. or something. Yeah, yeah, that always works in the films. Although I can thoroughly advise probably against trying to upmarket a bit and not trying to cling on the bottom of a Lamborghini Diablo. Yeah, uh, you'd be lucky to get underneath one of those anyway. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty. If, if it's go, if it's going in the uh, in the Euro style though, you, you're you're a bit stuck because it goes up some steep ramps. Also, am I not right in thinking that um, that's how Tom Cruise got from France to England for free in Mission Impossible? Because didn't he right. um, clink into the, the the Euro? Well, yeah, he he went Euro. He went Euro style, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he went Euro style, didn't he? Rather than Euro style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he went on the front, if I'm not mistaken. He ended up on the front. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think at any point he ended up in it. Yeah. See, there's plenty of ways to get there cheaper. I think in all, seri- in all seriousness, though, it's still a stupid question because yeah. you have to listen to the answer. The amount of times I've been off, you can give stupid answers like that and chances are they're not going to listen because it doesn't matter. They go, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so. totally. I think, uh, you know, the fact is, people, if you want a cheap way of getting to Disneyland Paris don't like go with the first thing you see that uh, you know that's probably the most sensible way I can answer that question if you see one price compare it against something else see which one's cheaper that's it that's all you gotta do it's not rocket science nope fantastic there are no stupid questions just stupid people well I think that's covered that and I'm sure in the future we'll have Plenty more stupid questions where that came from. In I fact, hope so. In fact, we positively invite them. You can find us at www.disafterdark.com. You can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. And as more and more social networks come around, you'll probably find us there as well as we whore ourselves out. Yeah, I've not, I'm not got on Google Plus yet, but give me a couple of weeks. I'm sure I'll figure out some way about making that work as well. Oh, yeah, Google Plus. I forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah, everyone else has. I've got it. Some. I've got. I've got to log on for it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right. Well, I thought at this time I've done an awful lot of talking. It's about time we gave Nick his own little slot, if you'll pardon the expression. Mm. Um. 
and hunting around for a name for it, we came up with Soap Dishes Soapbox. Uh, in future editions, I'm actually going to ask Nick where the fuck Soap Dish came from. But not, <laughs> right, but not right now. Save that no, one. For, yeah. You've got to save the good stuff for later yeah. on. We'll call that a gotta... teaser. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's a teaser. We'll go on for as long as possible just calling you Soap. Um, I haven't even got a trailer for this one, so I'm just going to make one up right here, right now. Are you nearly ready, Nick? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. Right, here we go. Go for it. It's Soap Dishes Soap Box! At my signal. I Holy don't hell. think I could ask for a better introduction than that. I, I try. I'll get you a proper one done. You're on your own, pal. Oh, thank you very much. I'll just well, as any of you that uh, know me already, uh, would know about me, and for those that don't know me, you'll soon find this out. So I'm going to tell you, I am a huge fan of Barnalmation. <laughs> um, I know this is uh, see already. I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen. Sorry, this is the, probably one of the few things me and Paul don't see eye to eye. Well, probably that and the fact with different heights. But <laughs> the fact is, I do love a Barnalmation, and I have got quite a ridiculous collection. And please uh, find me on on Facebook you can see pictures of some of the collection. It is quite ridiculous and scary. But the majority of the final masons that uh, me and my wife have collected thus far have come via America. Uh, the reason for that is that UK final mason is pretty rubbish. Um, it started to pick up a little bit of steam recently um, and is, is, it's getting a bit of momentum. People are starting to pick up a bit more on it now. And I think the fact as well that because so many people have gone to Florida, gone to Paris and picked up some of these little Mickey Mouse figurines, they've got a bit of the bug to find out a bit more about where to get them from and what they are and, and things like that. And, you know, everyone goes to eBay, but slowly but surely they are becoming more and more apparent in UK stores. So this, in some ways, is great news if you're a Vinylmation uh, collector in the UK, because, you know, you can just go down to your local Disney store or venture into one of the, the bigger ones that might be out of town for you. But you can buy Vinylmations at the same kind of cost they'd cost you in America, minus the shipping uh, and any na nasty custom fees. Uh, the problem remains, though, however, that nobody that works at a Disney store, or very few people, seem to know what the hell they are, and especially how to sell them. This means that most of the time when you go and try and buy one of these little boxes, and they are, if you don't know already, in a blind box, you don't know what you've got until you've opened it. Um, but luckily, somebody has got there before you and tried to open the box to find the little silver foil inside that contains the figure. This is because no one explains to anybody, there's no signs up or anything, that the idea is, is you buy your box and then you open it and then you find out what you got. So the stores are now full of damaged boxes and that's if they know how to display them at all so although as on the one hand it's great because it means we can buy them at affordable prices and they're quite readily available at the same time people still aren't educated that work for disney as to what the hell they're supposed to do with them so i've contacted the disney store president of worldwide he's alerted the fact other podcasts have also done similar things to try and get him to better educate the UK sales force on these kind of things, but at this moment in time, UK Barnumation is very much 
in a bit of a twilight zone period. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if the new releases are going to keep coming, if they're going to start stopping them. We've got no idea. It's a complete roller coaster. So all I can say is that because I am trying to be a voice of UK Vinylmation, please keep following us at Dis After Dark. Um, on the website, obviously, this lovely podcast you listen to with the amazing Paul and myself. Twitter, Facebook, this is where I will keep people updated with news as and when I find it. So if that is something that is of interest to you, then please follow me. Well, thank you very and, much. Uh, that's it. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. That's just my vinyl motion thing. <laughs> I don't know what. If, if that had come at any part of the show, I still would have felt the same way about it, which yeah, is I fair play, sir. I, fair, I, fair I, have play. To, I have to admit, some vinyl motion has... Um, yeah, I, I, I want to be a man of my word, and I like to think that I'm not a vinyl motion. I don't get it. Perhaps it's yeah. something you have to get, and I don't get it. And I'm sure at some point, like any other podcasters out there, you know who you are, boys, who are anti, <laughs> anti-Vinylmation for a moment and then switch sides. At some yeah. point, I'm going to have to, and I know why. Now, anyone who's heard me and Nick before, you may well have come across us, and this is a bit, we go Simpsons again. Hi, you may have seen us from such shows as Disney <laughs> Brit Idol. Well... We were on the Disney Brit Idol as, as contestants together. Nick got slightly further than I did, uh, so I went all sour grapes and started a new podcast and invited Nick to join me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no such thing as sour grapes. Disney spirit. Disney spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Hang on. Uh, here we go. That's four. Uh, right, but we were on this. Um, as part of my slightly jokey campaign, I put a little picture up of a Vinylmation figure with a mm. blow lamp next to it with vote for me or the Vinylmation gets it. Uh, and I didn't get through to the final three. So uh, being a man of my word, I took a, I, I actually had to go down to the local Disney store and I actually purchased with my own money a Vinylmation. And I, and I got the video camera out and it, there's a footage of me on YouTube opening the Vinylmation up and then putting it under a circular saw and cut it, attempting to cut it in half. Now, now I, I, hey, I'm man of my word. It was just a little bit of fun, but I thought, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Why not? So I did it. I got the circular saw out. The saw blades dug in to the Mickey head, separated the head from the body. The body flew across my garden, through my fence, made a nice hole in my fence. Not a comedy Mickey shaped hole, which would have been great. But that would have been awesome. Yeah, a hole in my fence, completely. Luckily, by about a foot missing my neighbour's um, greenhouse, it could have been an expensive vinylmation. Mm. And and to top it all, as I was editing the video, my five-year-old daughter was going, "What's that?" Yeah, you know, she saw the bit where I was unpacking it. Oh, that's cute. I want to meet. What's that Mickey Mouse toy, Daddy? Have you still got it? Um, no. Can I have one? Mm. I didn't have the heart to show her the rest of the video because I just knew for well it would make her cry as Daddy saw Mickey Mouse in half with a power saw. Um, so at some point, I'm going to have to go down and buy another one just to give to her to say, yeah, no, look, it's, I've had it all along, darling. Lying the, difference is, the difference is, though, Paul, I mean, as you said, you were a man of your word. You said you was going to do this, and, and you did it, and everyone's going to respect you for that. What you're now talking about is buying something for your daughter. Yeah, I can get And that's that. completely different 
to buying something for yourself. And I have the, the only ones that really, really, I, I think we'll save the I don't get it discussion for another day. Um, but the ones that really I, I do actually quite take a shine to are the blank ones. If I could just walk in okay. and buy blank ones constantly, I know you can get them, but I've never seen them in a Disney store. And if you know of any, if any of the listeners out there know of a Disney store that sells the blank ones, that I don't have to like order them from the states because I can't be asked. Really, a dick about with all that. I just want to go and buy one, paint it up, even actually get the power saw back out again. Now I know I can correctly do it. Saw it in half and make custom ones. I I want to do it. Damien Hurst. I want <laughs> half a vinylmation in formaldehyde, or just something daft and modern art like that or even you know they all these custom painters i've never heard of doing ones that are like from mickey films no uh, do they do is there one available with edvard munch's the scream no but i mean why not do one that'd be great because <laughs> every crap you haven't seen my painting last thing <laughs> I, last thing i painted was little <laughs> citadel dungeons and dragons figures several years ago oh yeah but that, that's quite skillful yeah, I was that crap. That is out. quite skillful. Yeah, I was crap. Out. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Anyway, that is pretty much bringing us to the end of the show. Oh. I know. It has just flown by, or it has seemed to. Um, yes. It, it seems like it's only taken 20 minutes. It, it does, in some ways, it does feel like that. Um, yeah, that's just, shall I be honest? Because I fucked up and we actually recorded half of it yesterday and then my fidget recorder oh, ran no, out of memory. Oh, oh, what the hell, oh. yeah. Maybe next now now I've now I've switched from a one gig card to a thirty two gig card. We can do a twenty four hour podcast without running out of steam. <laughs> but we <laughs> Oh God, that would take an awful lot of beer. <laughs> the thing is, I was just like when you when you said oh, I've upgraded the memory card, I was just assuming you'd gone from like, you know, as most people would do, one gig to two gig. Or something like that. <laughs> you can't watch the 32. Well, I beat around the bush because they didn't have any 64s in the shop. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Right. Well, we've gone through the ways of reaching us www.disafterdark.com, podcast at disafterdark.com. We're on Twitter, disafterdark. I suppose correctly, that is at disafterdark, but you know. Um, you'll find us on Discord and you'll find us on Facebook. Um, friend us up there. And we're both on Facebook as well. Yeah, we are ourselves. I've now got three different Facebook windows open with different logins from me. The why I, I, I probably some I sometimes Twitter from the wrong account as well because I really have lost track of what accounts I've got everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. I probably. I wonder if I say fantastic too much. I'll have to listen back to this, but I can't be asked to edit. It. Um, I don't. Yeah. Look, everyone needs a catchphrase. Yeah, absolutely. And I say absolutely too much. I know that. I will stop doing that. That's my <laughs> word too. But it only happens after several beers, and I am on number four right now. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's another reason to finish the show. Absolutely. It is about Before right to finish the show. Absolutely missed, um, yeah. We hope to see you in a fortnight's time. Yep. Thank you very much for listening, dear listener. Yes. Dear listener. We're going to have more than that, surely. I know, but I, I read a book on podcasting and radio broadcasting and it's good to treat your listener as someone special like oh, you, so you like pretend every, you only have one and you're talking to that listener you're talking yeah every so, listener is the only li- right i that, get you yeah that, that's that's the professional way of doing it apparently so can i just say that that color really suits you oh and your hair today looks amazing right should we piss off now yeah thank you very much for listening this has been 
This has been Diz After Dark. Growing older is mandatory. Growing up is optional. Diz After Dark, the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. And we're out.
There are no stupid questions, just stupid people.